We're your health and safety angels, Daisy Silcock and Lindsay Mason. Health and safety, busting the barriers. We're back. Another episode. This is what is health and safety? What does it actually mean? What are we trying to achieve? And some reasons that we actually do it. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. Well, How I are thought you? I'd just check on your health and safety first. <laughs> My well-being. well-being. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. So t- tell me, right, what does it mean? If if you were going to define it, what would it? What would you say the sort of the Lindsay definition is? So I don't have a definition. You're probably better for definition. <laughs> what I am about, you're definitely that's your bag. <laughs> um, but when I talk about workplace health and safety. Mm. I talk about the fact that in your personal life, you can do whatever you want. If you want to get a stepladder, put a pair of high heels on, climb up it, holding six things whilst dancing to Whitney Houston, you can do that. So, so you, Because if you fall off and hurt yourself, it's your problem. So you met my ex then, yeah? <laughs> uh, only after you, <laughs> he'd introduced me. <laughs> But anyway, back to health. You know, no, but that's, uh, this is, you could do whatever you want, mm-hmm. right? In your own mm-hmm. life, it's absolutely up to you. I and I say this when, especially when I'm doing um, like well-being, and we talk about drugs and alcohol. Yeah. People can choose to do whatever they want to do in their personal lives. It's when it affects you and your colleagues and your workplace. So yeah. we have a we. Obviously, there are things that I don't want people to do, and I'm not encouraging people to do them, but you have a choice. When we get up and we go to work to earn a living, because that's pretty much the only reason we go to work, mm. right? People, I know people love what they do. They feel passionate about what they do. They feel that they're giving back to society, whatever. The, the reason you go to work is to get paid. If I said you weren't getting paid, you probably wouldn't go anymore. When you get up and leave mm. your family and leave your dog and leave your home and leave your friends and everything else... You have absolutely every right to go to work and do your job and come home exactly the same way you left home. Mm-hmm. That's That, for me, is is the basic. Do you know, you I just want to come back to it. To You, you said before about, you know, what you do in your personal life is your own and, and one thing or another. And I just want to bring in a bit, little bit of uh, something sort of personal to me because – a number of years ago, so I've been in health and safety for quite a long time now, as you know, and uh, a number of years ago, I remember a relative, I'm not going to say any more than that, but a relative of mine saying to me, how can you stand up there in front of people, in front of customers, in front of delegates, etc., as an overweight person preaching about health, well-being? I heard your gasp then. <laughs> Did you hear it? I was thinking, I wonder if you heard that. Yes. Oh. Now, now, obviously, the, the, the listeners don't necessarily know what I look like, but I am a lady of a certain robust figure. Um, but I, I always found that like, quite an interesting point because actually I think that how people live their lives outside of work can be a reflection of how they how seriously they take health and safety. I'm not necessarily talking about what you shove in your mouth, but an example of that is people using their phone when they drive. You must know, you must have seen lots and lots of people using their phone when they drive. 
probably 50% of people that I drive past are looking down at their phone. They're either kind of looking at the crotch. Yeah. Which you know <laughs> their phone is each to their, their own. Phone is in their crotch. Or they're not. I mean, I've got to be honest. I saw someone a couple of months ago who was actually watching YouTube whilst driving. And, and I could see it because it was like on the dash. And I think that then to get into the work environment and to say to people, you must do this, you must do that. If that's the sort of person who takes that risk outside of work, the chances are they're probably going to be taking risks inside of work as well if they can sort of get away with it. Well, so one of my topics is um, respiratory protective equipment, so masks. And I will say to people, when you go to work and you cut into concrete, for example, and you get taught that that dust kills you, when you go home and drill a hole when you do your DIY, that dust will still kill yes. you. It doesn't only kill you at work. So you might want to take some of these learnings from your workplace and actually take them home with you. Yeah, no, like, I agree. You're not coming into my house and drilling a hole without a decent face fit tested FFP3, let me tell you. Gosh, you know how to, I, you know, get the workmen on, don't you? <laughs> get people round to mine. Yeah. <laughs> Come for a party, but don't forget that mask. <sighs> <laughs> but this this that ultimately it is you can do what you want yeah. and and actually you know sometimes what you do outside will affect the workplace yeah. because I've had it where I've been stressed in my home life yeah. for various situations hence why I'm a single mum and that then makes me more susceptible to um, issues at work so stress for example yeah. because I I was feeling down I was feeling strained with what was going on at home mm. and therefore it meant that things in the workplace actually affected me even more so it's not about you can't do it at home it's about recognizing that that that, that will have an impact as well but ultimately the reason we have to manage health and safety at work is because it is absolutely not okay that a human being accepts a job and does the best that they can do in the workplace to earn a living and gets hurt doing mm. it. It's not okay. Mm. You should, and I know it's cheesy, you know, you have the right to go home safe, um, but you do. You absolutely have the right to go yeah. to work, uh, uh, do because, a decent job. You know, if you're being paid for a job, you do it properly. Because if you, you shouldn't be hurt. Absolutely, because if you look through your contract of employment, you know, in whatever format comes, whether it's like a, you know, casual agreement or whatever, there's nowhere on that agreement that says, ooh, and by the way, you might lose a finger or you might die. You know, so when you sign on that dotted line, and there's not an automatic agreement that you're going to be put at risk. Um, now, it's interesting, you said then about stress. Now, when I got into safety, um, that was an HR issue. That was not a safety issue. You know, safety was your trips, your falls, your slips. And actually, now that definition has expanded. I mean, it was always there. The word health has that implication that it's not just your body. It's not just, you know, your cut and bruises. Yeah, it's also the psychological, the stress stuff, the mental health stuff as well. Um, and that's something that's obviously we'll cover in a more topic area, but that's a, a big player now, isn't it? The, the sort of mental health side of things. Um, massive but you'll also people will see when we get to those those topics that actually the law is very focused on your cuts your bruises your sprains your broken bones mm. it we we still have a long way to go when it comes to mental health and it comes to stress uh in the workplace yeah. uh, and bullying in the workplace because it's still very categorized as hr but it is we're starting to recognize it more we're starting to bring it into the health and safety sector 
of workplaces. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I got a call um, a couple of years ago now, but it sat with me, this phone call, and it was from a local authority where they'd actually decided that they were going to put a, a sort of incentivized near-miss program in place where, oh. you know, if they didn't have... Um, or, no, it wasn't incentivized. It was incentivized accident, excuse me, an accident. So if we didn't have an accident, a riddle reportable accident, so an accident you have to report to the health and safety executive, if they didn't have one in the period of time, the local authority was going to pay these workers a bonus. It's like a no accident bonus. I mean, it's got disaster. It's disgusting. It's a disaster oh. written all over it. Yeah. Um, it, it really is it's something I'm really looking at a lot at the moment. It riles. No, it me. does absolutely. But that does, that is not that's this is the beginning of this tale because they ended up there was an accident. Someone uh, it, it, it involved waste refuge, and they stepped out of their vehicle, missed the pavement, and they ended up breaking their ankle. So it was a really bad workplace accident. This guy goes off work ends up getting like Facebook messages and, you know, WhatsApp messages from the other workers saying, oh, you've cost us our bonus now, you know, and (gasps) and all the rest of it. Oh, no, no, it's going to get worse, Lindsay. So he eventually returns back to work, has a return to work interview, says, I'm being bullied by my co-workers because they've lost this bonus and the local authority rather than paying the bonus, they just went, sorry, lads, you didn't get it. So you're not getting the money. He returns back to work saying he's nervous, he's scared. Three weeks later, he takes his own life. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And this is the the tragedies, the human tragedies that we're talking about here. You know, these are, these are, this is not a statistic. These are individual people, you know, whose lives are suddenly impacted so significantly by the work they're doing as you say just putting the the, just putting the fish and chips on the table just putting the food on the table and yet it impacts people so significantly that can result in things like work related suicides you know but see you know what the problem is that we live in a world where we've we've i always think about horse blinkers i don't know if there's a real word for that you know the little things that they put over horses eyes so they look forward we live so do you think so if they are, I feel quite knowledgeable, well but I just guessed that. <laughs> Thanks. I was very proud of myself with small things. Um, I, I think that's this is the problem. So much goes on, and we see it because we subscribe to to the um, membership bodies mm. and, and, and trade associations and things that we get messages. So I every single day I'm seeing what's going on, and it, it, it's really hard when that's not the industry you're in to actually realise what is going mm. on. And and it's very much, you know, you hear about an accident on the M25. Obviously, I'm in the south, so that's very that's my local road. Um, and you think, oh, that's such a shame someone's not going home. But some there's a human out there yeah. whose son, whose daughter, whose wife, whose best mate isn't coming home. And this is what I think we really need to work on is starting to realise as individuals that this stuff is ruining people's lives and it's not always about the the big stuff and you know the stuff that we say the fatalities the life-changing injuries um although there's a hell of a lot of those and i don't think people realize just how many but it's the small stuff Mm. too that actually has a massive impact so for me um i have to talk about it because um this is what happens when you go there you talk about it i go to crossfit and when you go to crossfit all you do is talk about crossfit 
and it's a it's a little gang of people um but i love crossfit and and i'm a bit like you i'm not uh, a size eight and uh, originally i went to crossfit because i wanted to lose weight i now realize that it doesn't make you lose weight you have to eat properly but uh, in the meantime what i've discovered is it's really great for my mental health i love yeah. it it gives me such a buzz now if i cut my hand at work and i was off sick i might be paid sick Right, so I'm off eight weeks, let's say, where my hand recovers and I'm fully paid. Mm. Everyone at work's thinking, Jammy Lindsay, she's got eight weeks off, she's fully paid, she's living her best life. But what they don't see is that I can't go to CrossFit. And the impact on that actually starts to affect my mental yeah. health. So whilst it's a small injury and a recoverable injury, it actually has a far bigger impact than people see. Yeah. And then it goes from me struggling with my mental health because I can't go to my thing that I enjoy to then having a knock-on effect on my kids. Mm. Because if I'm not in a great place, I'm not being a great parental leader. Oh, God, I can't think of the right, you know, like uh, it, in, influence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, an influence maybe. So, no, I know I, I know what you mean. And I think that, that that's the side of it, that until you're in that situation, you don't necessarily see that bit. You just see like, you know you hear people ha having accidents did you get compensation yeah how much did you get oh i got 10 grand oh what what did you buy so often people don't see that side is of it do they? they 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 don't see the fact that a person you know it, it might look great on the outside it's the fact that oh you you've had an accident you did you get compensation yeah 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 i got 10 grand oh great what you know did you go on a cruise they don't see the fact that somebody has actually ended up with a potential permanent health condition or you know some sort of impact where like you say they've been at home they've not been able to do what they wanted to do they've been potentially financially restricted by that you know if you end up in a serious accident you've lost your ability to maintain your livelihood you've lost your ability to put your food on the table that can cause massive strain on relationships it affects our entire communities as well because there's a knock-on effect of the financial impact as well you know um even if it's small, though. So the fact that you get up and go to work to do a job that mm. makes somebody else money, and even if it's not making the money, that's not your problem. You get up, go do your job. Even a week of injury, a week of pain, a week of suffering, a week of not being able to go to golf or go fishing or go dancing or whatever it is you want to do, it's not okay, yeah. right? Somebody's employed you to do a job. They didn't employ you to be suffering for a week at home no. because they failed to manage health and safety. <laughs> And, and that's that, that's I think the, one of the biggest things for me that it's not the always the big stuff. It's the little stuff too. Yeah. You go to work, you earn a living, you have absolutely every right not to get a slice on your hand, mm. not to have to be in pain for a week. No, and I think that previously tolerated unsafe working conditions are. I hope that we're shining a light on the fact that those are no longer tolerable situations, whether that is physical injury, whether that is verbal, uh, you know, abuse or sexual abuse or whatever it is, basically saying, you know, anything that affects you physically or mentally is not OK, you know. Uh, I've, let me give you a real life one. So I was delivering a virtual um, I was managing safely a few weeks back and um, we talk about bullying as, as one of the topics and I had a person on the course that was uh, cl getting close to retirement age and we were discussing bullying and, and the ways that it can come out it's not just 
you know, the classic someone shouting mean words at you in front of everyone. Mm. And when we ended the course, I always say to everyone, feel free to leave. But if you want to stay on, ask me any questions, talk about anything, please do. And this guy stayed on and he said, I really just want to say that I think you approach that bullying thing really well, because 20 years ago, I was working for a company and my manager bullied me for around 10 years. And he said, it's ruined my life. And I was heartbroken. Mm. This is, you know, a a 65-year-old guy telling me that it ruined his life. Someone in the workplace was so horrible to him that it ruined his life. That's disgusting. Yeah, no, it is. And it's... Right? All he did was get up and go to work. And it's what you expect from the playground, not in a work environment, you know. Um, Right. But I don't know, there's a fact, and I'm not very good with facts, and I have terrible short-term memory, and actually it would be good to probably have a little search on the internet. Um, But there was a fact that people's poor mental health in the workplace is most of it comes from your supervisor, manager, direct supervision, not. Why do you think I'm not in employment anymore, Lindsay? Yeah, back at you. know, why do you think I work for myself? (laughs) I agree. The problem is it's such a big role, a supervisor, a manager, a team leader, whatever you want to call them. It's such a vital role in people management. But we don't train people in how to be. You just go one day, you are the cleaner. The next day, you're the cleaning supervisor. There's no difference. There's no difference between that and that. They don't suddenly give you this like wealth of skills and go, here you are. Let's train you to be a people manager. Let's train you to deal with these situations. And that's, I think, there's a real gap there. And you see that when you talk to people. They're just kind of thrown at the deep end, expected just to do it. I think one thing that we can't forget, though, uh, and we've talked about employees, I think we can't forget, of course, that health and safety uh, and the the impact of poor health and safety doesn't just affect workers. Um, and 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 I, I, the there's something a case that's that's recently come to court, and it's really resonated with me. And the reason being is just because this is a death of a seven year old little boy. Um, and I have a seven-year-old. So, you know, you can't help but put yourself in the shoes of that poor mother, those parents. And this is um, the the case involving little seven-year-old Harvey Tyrell, who was electrocuted when he was at like a, a pub family fun day, a, a local pub. And um, he just came into contact with a, a lamp that was live where... Uh, the landlord had uh, been messing around trying to get free electric and um oh no it wasn't even a, a piece of equipment that had failed he yeah, was doing yeah so he'd got i think stuff. he'd got an electrician to come in and the two of them had kind of like managed to wangle it so they'd got this kind of free electric and um i, I read an article that his mum danielle um had 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 uh, been approached and in fact I think it was an article where she was interviewed by the HSE by the health and safety executive and the thing that she said which just stuck in my memory is she said all I can say is everything needs to be done so that no other mum has to lose their child in this way and it's yeah you know I mean you can't help but listen to stories like that 
And these are totally innocent. There's there's no, you know, when you're talking about members of the public, we're talking about a whole different level of there's no way they should be exposed. You know, they have to be protected. You do not go into a pub or a leisure centre or a theme park or a shopping centre and expect to be killed or your child to be killed. You expect that someone else has done what they need to do to so you can enjoy that leisure activity. And it doesn't always work out that way. It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart that that a human being who is on this planet, who has absolutely every right to be on this planet, like all of us have our every, it's our right to be here. We are alive. We can enjoy this planet. And somebody does something that takes away that chance on this planet. That makes me so cross. And I know accidents happen. Accidents do happen. And you will never have no accidents, zero harm. But we should be doing everything that is reasonable mm. to stop this happening. And, and the general public don't get no. to see the stuff that we get to see because we're we're getting these emails through and we're reading geeky newsletters and things like that. And I think it's really important that we do share mm. the stuff that goes on because people might step up and go, you know what, I might not know them, they might not be my best mate, but I need to step up my game with health and safety so that no one goes through that. Yeah. Because we all have loved ones. We all have people that love us and want to make sure we get home, whether that's be whether we've been at a football match or we've been at work, whatever the, you know, we should be entitled to get home safe. And I think another thing that I always try and highlight to clients and stuff is the fact that what we're talking about here are criminal offences. These are crimes that are being committed against people within our society, innocent members of the public. And we have to criminalize this so that people understand this is not, oh, health and safety. These are criminal offenses. We're yeah. talking about manslaughter here, you know, um, and we, we, we have to start seeing that this is not necessarily on par, but we're talking the same level as other crimes that people end up in prison for, you know, robbery and all the rest of it. A crime is a crime. And we... But we're very quick, aren't we? We're very quick to say, oh, that person's done something bad. They should go to mm -hmm. prison. But then people take shortcuts at work and what did, probably don't put it yeah, in the same what category. What did the employee do wrong, you know? And you don't turn around to someone who's, you know, been murdered and say, well, what did they do wrong to let themselves be murdered? You know, um, it's, we see it a different yeah. way, don't we? And that needs to change. Need to, I, I think that's something that needs to change. Definitely. I think that we need to start saying, you know, demanding society needs to start demanding that organizations are pro-social, trying to create nice, you know, uh, working environments, pleasant working environments, enjoyable working environments where people are safe, members of the public are safe, our children are safe. Yeah. Well, we're going to we're going to have a, a, a an episode on the yes. law, aren't we? And we have mentioned the HSE, the Health and Safety Executive, a couple of times. So we'll I think about them as well. when we do talk about the law, we need to talk, explain who they are, what they do, um, because they're not health and safety police. So um, I think that's brought up a good point that we need mm. to do. But this one is about the moral reason, mm. right? That actually it, it, it's not okay. Mm. I, um, I fangirl over a, a person that was injured in the workplace, a guy called Jason Anker. Love him. Um, I think he's fabulous. Love him. I love him. And I was supposed to go to a geeky health and safety expo 
uh, where he was talking and I didn't get to go because I took a job because I was helping someone out and I was gutted. So maybe if Jason Anker ever hears this, he might send me a, uh, send me a message today. I know you now. <laughs> I I actually was, I, I was, yeah, I was actually talking about Jason today um, with some delegates on a course and I, I, I have heard Jason talk and he is, or inspiring because he has such a story and yet he's quite happy to sit there and not only explain what went wrong and the actions that he didn't take that should have he should have taken but he also talks about the fact that you know he's lived with uh you know life-changing disabilities as a result of his work-related accident and he's honest about the fact that you know there's been times many times where he just wished he wasn't here he wished he died in the accident so that shows you how incredibly harrowing some of these workplace accidents can actually be and how impactful they can be um well it's for me it's what he's had to live with uh and yeah. he's very frank and i think that's really powerful that he can be really open about um uh, of how he has to care for himself, if that's a good way. I don't want to say too much because it's his story and that's not my place yeah. to share it. But it, you know, he's very frank about what he has to do for self-care um, mm. and hygiene and things like that. And, and people don't see that side of things. You know, no. oh, I'll quickly go up here and do that. It will take two seconds. It will save five minutes. And that impact is massive, absolutely massive. I always use the marked walkway. And there's a marked walkway on the floor lined out with a person on the floor so you know that's where you walk but it will save you 30 seconds if you go the other way what could possibly be more important than following that walkway and making sure you don't get hit you know 30 seconds it's not it's ridiculous but mm -hmm. we just got into this lazy culture or someone else does it so everyone else follows but i i'm a big believer we all need to step up we all need to step up and do our tiny thing to start having an impact and making a change. Because if you look at the big picture, it's massive. And, and we can't change something so big so quickly. It's going to take a ridiculously long amount of time. But if every single person sits up and goes, do you know what? I actually get it. I, I get it. People shouldn't be hurt. And I am going to do my little bit. We will make a massive change over time. Absolutely. I mean, if you think about something like the environmental impact, I know that's not to do with health and safety, but as an analogy, if every single person in the UK went and picked up one piece of litter today, imagine the impact it would have on, on our cities and towns and so on. So you imagine one person making a change to not use their phone while driving or to yeah. follow the path or to wear the PPE or to follow the training. Just one person making that choice. The difference could be phenomenal. But of course, it's we have massive. to take. Yeah, we have to stop saying, well, I'm not the only one who. No, that is a childlike excuse. We need to start, you know, putting our sort of big girl pants on. Big, bigger the better in my case and actually taking responsibility for ourselves yes you know there's an element of you are now classed as a grown-up when you enter the world of work over the age of 18 you're getting paid take on those responsibilities as well we, we right. trust me me and Lindsay will pull down those organizations when they fail but we also need to you know take responsibility for keeping ourselves safe, both in work and outside of work as well. Right. It's it's not just the employer that is has the moral duty. We do as individuals. Everyone has a duty to lead by example, to set an example. I mean, it, it drives me mad when people say, um, oh, you only need to wear your mask when the health and safety turn up. Why are you doing that? 
Why are you setting that example for someone? Like it, 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 for me, it's a bit embarrassing that, that you're a, a grown adult in the workplace encouraging someone to do the wrong thing. Yeah, encouraging someone to 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 do something that's going to kill themselves potentially. Yeah, or that you know, or it, that it's... leads to a poor a poor view about something that would lead to someone's death. It doesn't matter whether you know them. Doesn't matter whether it's while you're employed because you are part of building that behaviour. And I guess we'll talk about that in a different episode as well. But yeah, it's my 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 phrase is it's not okay to leave your home, leave your family, leave your friends, leave your life, go to work to earn a living and get hurt. It's absolutely not okay. And that's for me the basic line of it. That's the moral side of health and safety. Here, here. Yay. Well, it's lucky <laughs> you agree, isn't it? Otherwise know, it might it be a bit awkward. <laughs> no, that'd be a fun debate. <laughs> right well we'll sign off until next time then shall we yes yes lovely all right we'll see you soon see you soon keep safe see you too bye